And now, Lifestyles Unlimited presents the Real Estate Investor Radio Show. Over the next hour, we unfold your map to financial freedom. You'll learn how to retire through investing in single family and multifamily real estate. You'll learn how to create cash flow and build wealth so you can have the time and money to live the lifestyle you want. Welcome to the show. My name is Al Gordon, and as always, I'm working on your financial freedom. And actually, on today's show, I'm going to work on my financial freedom, and I'm going to do it right in front of you. I've got a house out there that, that I own that I am getting ready to repair. I'm actually getting ready to do the repair phase after I've done the acquisition phase of an asset. So, you're probably going, what, what are you talking about, Al? What do you mean you're doing the repair phase after you did the acquisition phase? What does that all mean? Well, it means I'm following a roadmap, a roadmap that was taught to me by Lifestyles Unlimited. And what I did once I found out about this roadmap, I actually started following the roadmap. And you know, you know the result I got? The original game plan that I put together after I learned the roadmap that Lifestyles Unlimited presented to me was that it was going to take me five years to get myself retired. And I did this in 2017. I want you to know this is ancient history. So by 2022, I was supposed to have been retired. I didn't get it done in five years. I got it done in two we were sitting down doing our financial analysis. We were looking at what assets we had. We were reviewing the assets that we had sold and had bought replacement assets for. We were determining how these assets were performing, and they were performing really well. And then we had investments in multifamily assets, and we were taking a look at it, how those were performing, and they were performing really well. All of these investments were performing so well that they replaced the income that I needed to have replaced. And I got myself retired in two years. I think we're retired. I'm like, no way. Don't, no, don't, don't be saying that. That's, that's, that's dangerous. Don't say that. She goes, no, I'm serious. Take a look at the math. So I looked at the math and she was right. We had achieved retirement. We did it in 2019. Once it became clear in my mind that I was done, I, I didn't have to work anymore. If I wanted to work, totally fine. Totally fine if I wanted to work. But you know what? I had tasted retirement. I really didn't want to work for somebody else, especially when I felt that maybe my superiors weren't as smart as I was. Yeah, I went out on a limb and I said it. I said it. I said it. Maybe my bosses are not as smart as I am. So, you know, the best thing for me to do, exit the workforce. So what did I do? I went into my boss and I said, hey, it's been fine. It's been fun, but I'm done. I'm out of here. Here's my two weeks notice. And you know what HR did? They said, hey, you don't even have to do the two weeks. Here's, here's your, uh, what do they call that, uh, severance pay? Here's your severance pay. Don't let the door hit you with the, where the good Lord split you. And, you know, I continued on with my life. And here's the beautiful thing. My life was okay. My life was just fine because I had replaced income that I had lost when I left the workforce the first time. Now, I got that income back when I went back into the workforce. Now, granted, the second job didn't pay as much as the first job, but I didn't need it to pay as much as the first job because I had a pension coming in. I was looking to replace a certain amount of income. And lo and behold, real estate was able to do that for me. I've got a house out there that, that I own that I am getting ready to repair. The owner of the property put a new roof on the property, 
back in what what was that 2020 or 2021 so it's it's the roof is less than three years old it's less than three years old and when when you go to the property and you look at the property the roof looks good it looks really good now the rest of the property yeah maybe maybe not so much maybe there's some things that are wrong with the property that need to be remediated yeah they need to be remediated and for sure there are things in this property that need to be remediated now one of them that does not need to be remediated is that one-year-old air conditioning system. Yeah, it's a one-year-old air conditioning system. And when I checked the size and I compared it to the square footage of the house, it's actually a little bit bigger than the property needs. What, so what does that mean? It means it's going to have the ability to deliver cool air in the summertime at a reduced rate. It's not going to have to work as hard as maybe a air conditioning system that exactly matched the house. This one was is actually designed for a slightly bigger house. It's not really terribly oversized, but it's slightly oversized, and I kind of like that. So those, those are the two nice things that I like about this property. Now, what do I not like about this property? What, what is it about this property that makes me go, ugh, yuck? Well, the first thing that got me was when we walked into the, into the property, my wife was wearing flip-flops. Now, we all know, we all know you're not supposed to wear flip-flops when you go to inspect a property, but I happened to pick her up from a place that she was doing something at. She didn't have a pair of shoes, and I didn't, I didn't think to bring her a change of shoes, and to be honest with you, I didn't even think about it. Yeah, it's, it's on me. So I took her to the property, and she got bit with fleas. Yeah, there's fleas in the property. So what does it mean? It means whoever lived in that property, they had some kind of pet. And so now the property needs to be flea bombed. Okay, not a big deal. That's what, 50 bucks to buy those canisters. It'll, it'll kill them all off. Not too worried about the fleas. But here's the other thing that we noticed. As we walked through the property, the property flooring, it wasn't level at all. It wasn't level. Now, if you got to the center line of the property, in other words, basically where the center of the property was, the the floor is is relatively level along the center of the property. But then as you get towards the edges of the property, as you get to the front of the property or the back of the property or the sides of the property, the the elevation tends to fall. So what do we do? We pulled out our trusty marble and we laid it right in, in the center of the floor. Now, these are, these are all hardwood floors, so this, this, this high-tech approach to determine whether or not these floors are level is still a sound, high-tech approach. We took that marble, we set it right in the floor, and right in the center of the floor, and we let it go, and we watched it. And slowly, it would start to roll. It would, it would pick its favorite wall, and it would start to roll towards that wall and then when we decided to pick up the marble and move it to another part of the floor and let it go it rolled to a different wall yeah it went to a different wall so what does that mean it means the flooring is not level there were also signs of settling in the walls you could see separation cracks along the drywall another sheer sign that the foundation is not doing so well so are you nervous are you scared? Okay, well, we're going we're gonna to address the foundation thing, but we're not going to address it right now. Let me just tell you about some of the other things that I noticed that were, were wrong with the wall. So, yeah, with the walls. You heard me. With the walls. On the exterior of the building, what they had done is they put a, a fascia of stone. 
Now, we do that in, in Texas, and, and it looks pretty nice uh, from the curb. But what I noticed was that fascia stone was kind of pulling away from the actual walls of the, the exterior walls of the property. Another sign that the foundation is problematic. Okay, this can all be remedied. Now, let me let me tell you about the foundation itself. The foundation itself is concrete. It is a slab foundation. So there's no piers and beams. There's going to be nobody crawling underneath that that property to inspect the underside of the property to determine how many piers and beams need to be replaced. What's going to happen is a different approach to foundation repair where they go in and they put in concrete piers at different parts of the property, primarily along the exterior. But there's going to there's there. I definitely know there's going to have to be some interior work done where they're going to have to put some concrete piers in the interior of the property, which means they're going to have to like cut the hardwood floors in order to install the, the, the actual piers. So are you nervous yet? Are you afraid? I'm not afraid. I'm not afraid at all. It's, it's just a foundation problem. We deal with them all the time in Texas. I, I would tell you the last two, no, three, no, two. Last two properties that, that I've gone through this rehab process with all have foundation problems. And I was able to identify the foundation problem up front, and it wasn't a problem. So what else, what else needs to be done? What else needs to be done on this property? Well, there's no clean out. See, one of the things that needs to be done is I need to do a hydrostatic test of the plumbing. So I'm going to have my plumber come to the property, and I'm going to have him test the, uh, the waste lines and the supply lines. I want to make sure there's no leaks in the property. Because when we get the foundation work done, the foundation work is going to put some stress back in the opposite direction of the foundation, and that could stress plumbing lines that are within that concrete of the property. Yeah, you heard me correctly. It could stress those lines. So after the foundation gets leveled out, then what's going to happen is my, my plumber is going to come back and he's going to do the same hydrostatic tests to determine whether or not the plumbing is still in good condition. Now, if he doesn't, if he doesn't get good pressure, then that's an indication that there's, there's a problem somewhere in the lines. Maybe the problem has to be with the waste lines. Maybe the problems in the, the supply lines, whatever it is, we'll be able to figure it out and we'll be able to deal with it. Now, the interesting thing about this property is that I know for a fact that it's cast iron plumbing underneath the property. I know it's cast iron waste lines underneath the property. And some of, you, some of you are going, well, how old is this property, Al? And I will tell you, the property was built in 1959. That would make the property, what, about 64 years of age? Okay, so it's been around for, for a couple days. It's been around for a couple of days, and we can expect these kinds of problems. Now, one of the things that, that could potentially happen when the foundation guys put this property back on its proper level is they could snap some of those plumbing lines. But because we did the investigation with the plumbing up front, we know exactly what the state of the plumbing is going into it. And then when we check the plumbing after everything gets worked out, after all the foundation is trued back out, if we find that there are problems with the plumbing, we're going to fix them. We're going to fix them because here's the thing. If we haven't had any problems with this property in 64 years, and the foundation is causing potential strains on the plumbing supply and the plumbing waste lines. And then if we, we take that strain off and we put the property back to its true shape, we may cause some damage. And even if we cause that damage, 
we're probably going to be good for another, say, 64 years when we replace it, right? Okay, when we come back from the break, some of you are reeling because you're thinking, man, this is going to get expensive. I'll break down the money for you when we come back. Stick around. Got questions? Call Lifestyles Unlimited at 855-497-4335. The Real Estate Investor Radio Show continues next. What would you say to women out there, Kelly, if they're thinking about doing this, if they're sitting out there right now going, I'm trapped with a glass ceiling where I work. I know I can't go up any further. There's, there's no room there. What would you say to them about becoming their own boss? Well, you know, you can decide to stay where you're at and keep trying to crack that glass ceiling. But at the end of the day, in this environment, it is so easy, you know, to be able to get out of that mold. People know me and they come up to me and they're very gracious and they don't look at me and say, oh, you're a woman, I'm not gonna invest with you, I'm gonna go over here. There's no real gender there. Are you ready to be a part of a world where there are no glass ceilings, no gender bias, no limits? Start like award-winning real estate investor Kelly did with the online workshop. Register at lifestylesunlimitedworkshop.com. Creating the lifestyle you've always wanted. You're hearing Lifestyles Unlimited's Real Estate Investor Radio Show. Welcome back to the second half of the Lifestyles Unlimited Real Estate Investor Radio Show. My name is Al Gordon, and as always, I'm working on your financial freedom. And on today's show, I'm kind of working on my financial freedom because I'm telling you about a property that I have ownership of that I'm getting ready to put through the renovation process. I've, I've already been to the property several times. I went there again this morning. I met with my several of my contractors. I had my plumbing guy there. I had my general contractor there. And I had my foundation guy there. My foundation guy actually went out to the property a couple of days ago. And the reason I had him go out to the property a couple of days ago is because foundation is one of those things that you need to know whether or not there's an impact on your costs. Yeah, you need to know whether foundation is one of the costs you must consider in your renovation process. You need to know that right up front. And here's why. When you modify the foundation, you may make some unintentional modifications of things like the walls, the ceiling. Yeah, because if they're out of plumb, they're going to come back into plumb. But if somebody tried to put them back into plumb when they were out of plumb, guess what's not going to be in plumb? Correct. You are correct. Uh, The other things you have to worry about, and I alluded to it at the beginning of the show, are things like your water supply lines and your waste supply lines. And the the, the thing with this particular property is I know know for a fact that the waste lines are cast iron. I know that because I could see one of the cleanouts on the back of the property. And that cleanout was, get this, it was cast iron. So I know there's cast iron in the property. Does that scare me? No, it doesn't. It doesn't because cast iron is, is, is a very sturdy, sturdy type of material. The problem with cast iron is because it is so sturdy that if you try and force it back in a certain direction that it doesn't want to go into, you may break it. You may snap it. So there is a potential danger that when we put this foundation back on plumb, that we may have some foundation problems. So does this bother you? Now, some of you are bothered by it, but I, can you hear the calm in my voice? I'm not bothered by any of this stuff. This is just a matter of what needs to be done in a particular property so that I can make money on the property. Does that make sense to you? It makes total sense to me. So 
I told you I was going to start this segment talking about the numbers. Now, obviously, I didn't start the segment talking about the numbers, but we're going to get into the numbers right now because I want you to understand why I'm willing to do the things that I'm willing to do and why I'm willing to take on certain types of repairs. And the reason for it is that I stand to make $73,000 on this property. Yeah, that's the bottom line. I just gave you the bottom line. I didn't start with all the stuff we, I normally start with where I talk about, well, the ARV on this property is this and the value of the property is that and the, the wholesale pricing of the property. Okay, I just told you. The reason I'm doing this is because I'm going to make $73,000. Some of you work an entire year and you don't bring home $73,000 worth of take-home pay. But I'm going to make $73,000 off of this asset and it's not going to take me a whole year to get this done. My, my whole time on target, to be honest with you, is going to be about six weeks. And then I'm going to put this property back into service. And I'm going to rent it to a family that wants a beautiful three-bedroom, two-bath, level property where everything inside the property works. It's a great property. So let me give you the numbers. So let's start with that ARV stuff. Now, those of you that don't remember... ARV stands for after repair value. This is what this asset is worth in today's marketplace, all fixed up. Now, this property is 1,398 square feet. My realtor, who's a member of my team, by the way, my realtor said the property should sell all fixed up for $1.85 per square foot. She has very solid comps in that particular neighborhood that support $1.85 per square foot for that type of property. So what is that property worth at $1.85 a square foot? $259,000. $259,000. So what's my all-in cost? What, what am I getting into this property for before I do any renovations? Well, my, my wholesale pricing, I shouldn't call it the all-in cost because it really, it's my all-in cost up to the point where I've acquired the property. It's not my all-in cost when I consider all the repairs. So let me, let me clarify that for you. So my my acquisition costs on this asset, altogether, $132,000. That's what it's cost me, wholesale pricing, to take this asset down, $132,000. But it's worth $259,000. So what I'm dealing with is something called a gross equity. A gross equity is the difference between what the property is worth in today's marketplace minus what you pay to acquire the property. That is considered your gross equity. My gross equity in this property, before I pay for any of those renovations that need to be done, $127,000. $127,000. Does it make sense to you that I'm buying an asset at wholesale pricing? Yes, it should make total sense to you. I'm paying about 52% for this asset for what it's worth. Okay. Based on what I think it's worth, well, what I know it's worth, based on the realtor's comps, and I know that it's worth $132,000 in the current marketplace because it's got a lot of problems. It's got issues, foundations issues. It's going to need to be painted on the interior. It's, it's going to need to have a lot of work done to it. Plumbing. I mean, it's going to cost me $2,000 just to get the initial hydrostatic test done. And the reason for it is this property doesn't have the proper cleanouts that are required by code today. So my plumber has to put the proper cleanout into this property. It costs a little bit of money. And some of you are going, oh, there you go right there. The plumber's costing you money. Now he's telling you got to have a cleanout. Well, I got to have a cleanout. And you know what? It actually adds to the value of the property. Not, not a ton, 
but it's got something that the other properties don't have. That, to me, is a feature that improves the property. It's worth it. And by the way, I got to have it done because I have to have the hydrostatic testing done because it's never been done on this property before. So it's going to cost me about $2,000 for the initial plumbing. It's going to cost me about $11,000 to get the foundation done. And then when my plumber comes back in, I'm estimating it might cost me up to an additional $5,000 in repairs to fix any of those service lines or sewer lines that were damaged in the re-leveling of the property. So I've got a $5,000 pad in there for my additional plumbing costs. Now, I don't know about your plumber, but my plumber's an honest guy. I've, I've got mono a mono with my plumber. I've used this guy on a lot of different jobs. This guy has values. This guy has ethics. The foundation guy that I'm working with, same thing. He has values. He has ethics. He's not, they, neither one of these guys are trying to make a killing off of me off of one job. They're just trying to give me a fair price for the work that I need to have done. And they know, they know for a fact that next time when I need to use them for a job, who am I going to call? I'm going to call them because I got fair pricing on my last deal. And I'm going to expect fair pricing on the next deal. Does that make sense to you? I know that makes sense to you. Now, the other thing that I haven't talked about, there's there's just a ton of miscellaneous repair things like closet doors need to be rehung and and or replaced or interior doors need to be replaced. The entire interior needs to be painted and and it's just dirty on the inside. I, I've got to have a cleaning crew come in and really just do a deep clean on this property. Not to mention we've got to hit it for the fleas that are in there because my wife got bit up pretty bad. But at the end of the day, I'm looking at, let's see, 15000 25000 $28,000, $28,000 in initial repair concerns for this property. Would you still go forward with acquiring this property? Now, some of you are on the fence. Some of you thinking yes, and some of you thinking no. But here's the point. I've already told you that I'm going forward with this property. And I've already told you that I expect to make $73,000 on this particular asset. So how am I going to do it if I'm paying out all of this money to contractors to do all this work for me? But I'm really not spending all of my own money. Uh -huh. That's weird, isn't it? So whose money am I spending? I'm spending a hard money lender's money to get some of the repairs done. But let me explain to you what hard money is doing for me. Hard money is willing to loan me 70% of the after repair value of the property, even though the property is not fixed up. Because they understand my business plan and because I have a good track record doing what I say I'm going to do, I have no problems getting hard money loans. And they will loan me 70% of that after repair value. That's $181,300. Now, remember, I told you it cost me $132,000 to acquire this asset. That's what this asset was worth at a wholesale price in the marketplace. Where did I get the money from to pay for that $132,000? From the hard money lender. Remember, they loaned me 70% of the after repair value. They expect me to acquire the asset with that money and use whatever money is left over to get some, if not all, the repairs done. Now, I'm going to get about half of the repairs done which means I'm going to have to come to the closing table, if you will, with some of my own money. But when the dust all settles, it's going to be less than $15,000 out of my pocket to capture $70,000 worth of equity in this asset. Does that not make an incredible sense to you? 
at the end of the day, I'm still going to fork over $15,000. But check this out. This particular asset is poised to produce for me $300 a month in positive cash flow. When you annualize that, that's $3,600 of income in addition to the $73,000 in equity that I'm capturing in the property. So wouldn't it be prudent for you to learn how to do this? Let's see if we can make this easy. At the end of the day, I am spending $15,000 to make an income stream of $3,600 and to capture an equity of $73,000 in this property. This, my friends, is what we call in the real estate investing world a home run. But I've got a budget for $5,000. It could be more or it could be less. If it's more, not a problem. It will have a little bit of an impact on my rates of return because I'm going to have to put more of my money into this particular asset. But even if I put $20,000 of my money into the asset, I'm still getting excellent rates of return. I mean, if you think about it, even at $3,600 a month, if I put $20,000 into the deal, I'm still getting what, what is that? 18% cash flow or yeah, 18% on the cash flow. So at the end of the day, there's not much else I need to put into this property to make it clean, to make it functional, to make it workforce housing. The location is perfect. The location is in a place in the San Antonio market that is adjacent to all kinds of blue collar industries, all kinds of blue collar industries. There's even some white collar industries in the general area. So why am I pointing that out? It means that I have access to a great base of potential renters, people that want to live near where they work. Yeah. Another great reason why I'm buying this particular property is because of the location. You can, one of the things you can't do on, on real estate is change the location. Okay, now technically, technically you can move a house. It's a very, very complicated and difficult process. And beyond just a regular house, you really, it's, it's kind of difficult to move anything bigger than a house. Does that make sense? So real estate tends to be very fixed in its location. So at the end of the day, you don't see a bunch of houses being moved around the interstate, do you? No, except for those mobile homes. Yeah, you see them going up I-10 all the time. But those are not real estate. Those are personality. It's a different classification for something that you think is real estate that is not really real estate. Real estate is something that is affixed to the ground. It is attached to the ground. It is essentially permanent. It's an improvement that is made upon a portion of the real estate that will live on throughout eternity. Yeah, that's called the land the land value. So we're working on the, on the improvements. We're working on the things that we can improve on that land. We are looking to improve the condition of this property to breathe new life into this property and to make available for somebody clean, functional workforce housing that will rent. Now get this, we'll get this. We'll rent for $1,700 a month. Now my comps actually suggest to me that I could get 1750 so my initial thought was, well, why not, why not shoot the moon? Why not go for seventeen forty nine? I mean, it's not like asking the full price, but I also think there's a psychological barrier there. So I like that $1,700 price point. It's a little bit less than what everybody is asking for their properties. And I know that my property com will compete very well with everybody else's properties out there. So I think the price point is $1,700. That gives me that, that $300 a month cash flow that I need by controlling my expenses and keeping my expenses at around $28,000. I'm going to capture $73,000 worth of equity. 
And I did all this with one property. And it's not the end of the year. If you want to do what I'm doing, go to lifestylesunlimited.com, sign up for a free workshop, and let's get you going. Thank you for listening to Lifestyles Unlimited's Real Estate Investor Radio Show. Ready for more of the map? Visit lifestylesunlimited.com. Explore our videos and articles. Click on the radio tab to access past show podcasts. View the radio show schedule and listen to our best of radio shows. Want to continue the conversation? Follow Lifestyles Unlimited on Facebook today. We want to meet you as well. Sign up for a free workshop at Lifestyles lifestylesunlimited.com. Until next time, remember, it's not the money, it's the lifestyle. The information and opinions you hear on the Lifestyles Unlimited Real Estate Investor Radio Show are those of the hosts, guests, and callers and do not necessarily reflect the opinions of this station, its affiliates, its management, or advertisers. The Lifestyles Unlimited Real Estate Investor Radio Show is for entertainment purposes only. Please consult a professional regarding your personal investment needs. Nothing presented on the Lifestyles Unlimited Real Estate Investor Radio Show constitutes an endorsement recommendation, offer, or solicitation to buy or sell any product or security.